Smith is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I always love the line, ready to take you to the next, next level. And certainly that's going to be one of our topics today, but it always reminds me because I'm up to my eyeballs and everything around the Author You extravaganza that pops May 7th through 9th. And I'm as I'm featuring throughout this time until we're ready, there are several of our speakers. One of them is Kelly Johnson, who is always my favorite geek girl. But also the founder, the visionary for Cornerstone VA. And Kelly and I have done several shows on really what is a VA, a virtual assistant, how to use them, how to negotiate, what are the key questions you should be asking for, what are the things that you need to do to let go of and let them take and run away (laughs) with (laughs) and and make your life so much easier. And one of the things that Kelly and I do um, often is once a month we create what we call a tech toolbox. And Tech Toolbox is around gizmos and gadgets, all the things that you need to excel, to shine, to really soar above your competition. Let's be let's be blunt that that's you are in competition. So how do you really shine above it? And I need to say this before I forget it because I forget things sometimes. <laughs> is that Google is doing a slap down, and a lot of you may not know it. Google is doing a slap down next month, which is April. It will go start going into effect where they are going to be, they, the uh, monster gorilla in the sky here, is going to be really looking at everybody's website. Are you mobile friendly, meaning across all the devices, whether you know, you're with the Androids or you're with the iPhone, however your smartphone is coming into play, how well does it read your website? And if you don't get an A, you're in deep doo-doo. So you need to go up to Google, go into their analyzer, web mobile, mobile, don't put cell phone, mobile analyzer, and see how you do. And if it's not doing so well, you need to get your website tech person involved and start getting the morphing done. And I can tell you for both my websites, the authoru.org and the bookshepherd.com, it was okay, not great. So we are fronting the money to get the morphing done before we get slapped down. And what's that <laughs> slap down? It means that you will be devalued. You will be graded down. Your ranking will go down in the search engines, which is what our topic is about today. So Kelly and I are going to be doing some deep diving into what SEO is, search engine optimization. It's a critical factor for your website and your blog. So we're going to talk about some of the basic tips about even your title, your keywords, descriptions you should have on your website and pages and blog posts, and that includes which images and where you place them. Kelly Johnson is the principal of Cornerstone VA. Hey, Kelly, welcome back. 
And thank you. It's always such a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the chance to do another show with you. And here we go again. And Kelly is going to be speaking at the extravaganza on Thursday, May 7th. You don't want to miss her. And she's going to be exhibiting. And, you know, for all our listeners that you should be attending, if you can just drop in Thursday afternoon from 2 to 5.30, that's Mountain Time, we have a freebie to go in and see all the exhibitors. So you might want to take advantage of it. Absolutely. And, and thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm so excited and honored to be presenting as well as exhibiting. And I've attended every extravaganza since they've started. And I know, as I've shared with you, Judith, and many people that I talk with, it's incredible just the powerhouse of different topics and people that you get to meet there. And I learn so much every year when I you know, go to that. So it's definitely a, a must event that should be on everybody's calendar every year. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I Kelly, I remember one guy, <laughs> Gary, telling me, he says, Joe, if I didn't implement everything I learned last year, and I said, hey, it's okay, Gary, because guess what? Right. It's all new. Exactly. It's all, <laughs> it, it keeps evolving um, all the time, and I always come away with some aha and, yeah. and to-dos uh, from that. So it's just mm-hmm. really something that you need to keep in mind that you want to be there. That's the, And everyone, it's authoru.org. Use the magic code, capital A, capital U, and then the number 2015 for 2015, AU215. It will knock $100 off your registration. And early birds end on the 31st of this month. So go, go, go. Okay, Kelly, we're in the SEO land. Yes, and thank you. Actually, just as a brief segment, I I love what you just mentioned about how the one gentleman said, but I, you know, I didn't get to implement everything I learned, you know, from the extravaganza, you know, the previous year. And and once again, that's one of the great things, as you said, is that because everything's evolving, um, and it's also good to just keep kind of periodically checking on some of these aspects of what we're going to be talking about, especially with SEO and your blogs and looking at images and some of these tools. Because you, some of it you need to take in stages. You know, we want to make sure that you're implementing things and getting things taken care of. But that's great that it's, you're wonderful to learn everything, but don't feel like you might have to implement everything at once. Just kind of take it in stages and make sure you're continually looking and seeing what's out there, especially with what you just shared, Judith, about Google and how they're looking mm. at how mobile-friendly your site is. That's going to be another piece to look at. And some oh. of what we're going to be talking about yeah. today, that's why we want you to keep revisiting your keywords, your SEO, and how you're putting things out there to make sure that you have all of those continually in place. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, here this reality, Kelly, is, I mean, you know I'm not a dummy. I mean, I, and I did, come, I did come kicking and screaming into SEO land three years ago. <laughs> I mean, kicking and screaming. It's not, saying, it's not always fun. We, we admit no, that. <laughs> no. It, it, I mean, quote, unquote, no freaking way. Oh, yeah, I did not say right. freaking. No freaking way am I going to be dealing with this stuff. And I'm up to my eyeballs because you have to be. And if you're not yeah. doing it yourself, you need to know what you need to know so you can hire the people to help you. And Absolutely. I do a lot of it myself. But you know what? I have help. I have a lot of help mm-hmm. in doing because there's no way I could do all the stuff I do. I there are there are there is betting going on whether I sleep. I know I've heard that from people. That's right. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kelly, let's jump into this. So, Wonderful. where do we go? Where do we start? Um, well, actually, at one place that uh, I thought that we could start with is I wanted to just briefly mention blogs, um, and the reason why is. 
that this is a great place just to start in thinking about some of your um, search engine optimizations and just some small things that you can do. And actually, some of these tips that we're going to be talking about today, I've discussed some of these with my clients. And one of the great aspects I've been able to hear from them is a couple weeks after we started even just implementing a few of these tips for them, they came back to me and they've been telling me, oh, I've been getting some new comments, I'm seeing some changes in you know, the search engines, and I see that I'm starting to rate, you know, climb up a little bit. And by saying that, I don't want to also give the impression that anything you do with SEO or social media, it's not going to be overnight. You know, some things you might start to see some changes slowly, but just remember that you really need to keep being very consistent with all of this because it will not happen very fast or super quickly. So just make sure you hang in there <laughs> and really be consistent about doing this. And I, I promise you will start to see some of these results. And it takes it takes some time, Kelly. I, yes, I think that absolutely. people um, are really, um, you know, we're all tired. I get that. Exactly. We're all tired. Uh, yes. <laughs> but that you, you really do have to find a game plan. So if it's just once yes. a week, exactly. pick a day. Just pick a day and pick kind of a time frame, an hour. You know, if, are you going to shoot it out at 6 in the morning? Anywhere between 6 and 7. Get it out. Yes. And is, is it going to be Tuesday? Okay, every Tuesday you can set it up so it goes out. You can automatically set it up. And that that's exactly. what Kelly's saying. The consistency is critical so that people who start to follow you will now ha- keep a, you know the eagle eye out looking for something that might be coming from you if they sign up from you or... A lot of people don't sign up, right, Kelly, anymore? They don't sign up for regular feeds? Right. In fact, more and more what I'm seeing, because I know a lot of people, you'll yeah. be familiar with that little orange um, icon that has the little half circles for the RSS mm-hmm. feed. But that's mm-hmm. more of the traditional in a reader feed. And mm-hmm. more of what people are preferring to switch to, and I've set this up for several of my clients, is to actually be able to just get blog post updates by email where they can get little notices and teasers. And that's another great way to drive the traffic back to your site where if you have people sign up for a list that you can send them an email broadcast saying, hey, here's my latest blog post. You just put a little teaser in that email broadcast with that click here to read more link. That's going to drive them back over to your site to read the blog post in full where then they can post some of those comments and help share it out from there. So it's a nice win-win because people can get your latest blog post by email, which they find is so much easier having it come into their inbox and set up you know, a separate reader service that they might have to get that RSS which stands for really simple syndication, <laughs> to come in, and it helps to drive traffic to your site. So it works Okay, well so ways. clarity time, clarity time, because I think yes. a lot of people would believe that the RSS fee is basically, they say, send, put in your email, which you're required to do. So is it, what's the difference here? So they're no longer signing up for the RSS fee. Are they bypassing an opt-in type of thing, or are they signing some email list that now gets captured? And are we adding another step? I'm confused. Oh, and and thank you. Yes, because that's it's a great point to just look at those differences. And sometimes with when I mentioned about using like the RSS, you know, subscribe through like a reader service, um, that is still available. And sometimes through those, they will give you the option to say 
you know, yes, I prefer to actually get it by email. So depending on the service that you're using, you may see it will give you both options, either subscribe, you know, through a reader or sign up by email. Um, but the other great thing is, once again, because we always want to make sure we're in compliance, you don't want to just take someone's email, you know, put it on a list and send them something. They have to give you permission or opt in on your site, you know, so if you have a box, an opt-in box on your site that says, you know, submit your name and email to receive, you know, recent blog posts in your inbox, mm -hmm. they're giving permission right then and there to say, yes, I'm giving, you know, it's fine, go ahead and send this to me. They're on your list then, so you have that permission to contact them with that latest content. And once again, it's another great way to stay in touch with people so that yep. they can get that right in their inbox. All right, so I have another question, but we're, we're going to take a mini break. We'll be okay. right back. With me is Kelly Johnson, and we're talking about SEO and getting you soaring. This is Judith Bryles. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866 3226. 1106Design. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at Author You and on Facebook at Author You, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author You, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. 
With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Say, I wanted to mention before we jump back into SEO that if you're in Colorado on April 11th in the morning time, come have breakfast um, with me. And the Author You group is putting together a program on the ABCs and XYZs of publishing legalese. In other words, how to stay out of the frying pan in the fire as an author. So that's everybody in Colorado. It's the 11th. It go, it'll be from 8 to 11.30. Full breakfast is included. And it's only 20 bucks. So that's a deal. All right. Absolutely. So, Kelly, uh, yep. um, we're, we're talking about collecting emails and that the, the RSS feed on that, which a lot of us just automatically used to do because that's what we were told to do. And mm-hmm. what I'm hearing maybe is, so maybe there's an alternative way and maybe just strictly collecting the email that you have, but I'm assuming we're collecting the email anyway, but that, that if you're just collecting email, then the next step is that the, the, the author needs to, or the blog, you know, person who's got the blog has to yes. set it up or have their virtual assistant set it yes. up. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so it automatically goes out. Like I say, I, all the blogs that I write, um, are go live sometime between five in the morning and six in the morning. Yeah, um, th- that's when I pop them out. And for author you, it goes out on a Monday, and for the book shepherd, it goes out on a Tuesday. And then I have tips, yeah, um, hot tips that go out on a Friday or a Saturday. And so, what you know, what would be different here? Um, one of the things is what I was referring to. If you set up. Um, especially one of the services in particular, um, and this would actually be using the example of MailChimp, where if you have that opt-in box that says, you know, receive posts by, you know, blog posts by email, and they put in their name and email address, the nice thing, for example, in MailChimp is you set up a specific list that, you know, people, you know, like blog notifications, if you want to call the list, you know, give it that name. They actually have within the MailChimp system where you can set up a branded template. So you can put your, you know, have your header, have your logo, your colors, your headshot. You can have your branding associated with a template, and it will go ahead and you put in, or as you, thank you, Judith, well stated, your VA can set this up for you. <laughs> it will, you put in certain what they call merge codes or your RSS feed in there so that in the template, what it does is once you set it up, it will pull in from some of those merge codes and what you've put into that template, what your latest blog post is, and you'll say, okay, send it out, you know, at, like, when the new post comes in, go ahead and send this email notification at, like, say, 4 in the morning, for example. Mm -hmm. And whoever has subscribed by email on that list, 
as soon as you publish your blog post live on your site, it will just automatically go ahead and take that template. It will pull in those little teasers and give a link to, you know, click here to read more to take people over once they get that notice in their email box to read the blog post in full. So once again, it's a nice way to automatically set that up where you're collecting their email, you have their permission because they gave it from your website, you have the branded template so they can see your branding on there, and you don't have to worry that you have to even set it up and you know type it out like a full email broadcast content. You've already set it up initially, and from those little merge codes and URLs that you've already put in there, it will automatically just pull some of those excerpts and items from that blog post give the link to put it in there, and then just send it out as soon as you publish your post. So it makes it very nice. <laughs> so we're talking about really how to capture emails effectively and then rebroadcast to them. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and brand all at the same time. Okay, so that Okay, so that's, that sounds like kind of a triumphant type of thing to do. Absolutely. So, so it, just... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying what, for everyone, what Kelly is saying, it's really important to really look at that, that branding. I know my head is just spinning. So what what exactly do I send out um, as that comes across? I see stuff with the book shepherd. So I, I need, I'm going to go back and revisit my own things, yes. which I think you all want to do. So if you, if you if it's a color scheme, if you have an image that you want in, if you're putting your book cover um, um, in it, that that could all be in a like, like permanent, so it's automatically you don't have to reinvent it all exactly. the time. Exactly. So right. as a little as a little segue to that, since I know as we mentioned, we were also going to talk a little bit about SEO. We just wanted to talk about since I was saying about relating it to blogs, there's that initial way to get your information out there, help have your branding, look at that option, and relate it then to blogs with the SEO because you're using that format to, once again, be in front of your target audience and your readers and doing it through your blog and those notifications. Remember that what they're going to be seeing, whether they're reading your blog post or looking at this notice in email, the initial things they're going to see are your title, you know, a brief description and, you know, a little bit about, okay, what is this blog post about, which obviously is very important and relates to SEO because you want to really think about working in, as Judith and I always like to tell you, remember those keyword and keyword phrases. You want to work those into your title, you know, into your, you know, description and, and work a few of those through the main content of, in this case, since we're talking about blogs, into your blog post because that's what's also going to help you in the on, your online presence and being found in the search engine. So kind of related and making that little bit of transition from the branded template then to thinking about your title that you're putting in there and those um, descriptions and using keywords, a few tips that I wanted to make sure to point out for everybody is when you're thinking about your title, um, and, you're, and once again, I know most of you use WordPress, so I'm going to use WordPress as the reference. When you're in your WordPress dashboard, and you're typing in in the field the title and the content, double check and make sure that you also have a plugin such as either the um, from Yoast, the WordPress SEO by Yoast, or the all-in-one SEO, because that's going to automatically give you those fields for type, you know, also putting in, again, the title, some keywords, and a brief description, because that's where the search engines are going to pull that information from as well when they're putting it out there and people are typing in those keywords, whether they're using Google or Bing, to search for something. So with your title, remember um, in the search engines, Typically, when you see that in the listing, if you're doing a search, say, for book publishing, and you'll see all the different options that come up, 
that first item that you see listed, the title is a link back to your site, and they say to try to keep that to 60 characters or less. The reason why they say 60 characters, it's okay if you go a little over, but that's where you'll just see the wording will get cut off, so it might not show in full. Um, but it's just something to keep in mind. So because of that, because they recommend 60 characters, make sure once again that you have the most important points and you work your keyword in toward the first couple of words in your title you know, versus saving it to the end because in case you go over the 60 characters, that might get cut off. So just a nice little tip to keep in mind for the title of your blog post. <laughs> and, and you know and how important it is, I, I can tell you that uh, once in a while when I look at my stats on the, the most read blogs that yes. come up from my own personal website, it is the one I wrote on LCCNs, How Do You Get Your Library of Congress right. Number. Yes. Okay, and so the search term that, that people were going to look in is, how do I get an LCCN? And, That's right. <laughs> and that article comes up over and over and over yes. and over again. So um, that's that's what Kelly's saying is so critical. So those first 60 characters, remember you're counting your spaces and all the other gadgets to that, is make sure whatever that, that key thing that your um, article, your blog is about, that's got to be in that title. And then it gets dropped in. And then when you do those short descriptors, which is going to be right underneath, you get now you get to have a, a little bit more. You, you get to build it up to like 140, 160 um, that characters that you will be repetitive, but you get to add on a little bit more and you can add on a few more Absolutely. keywords. Mm -hmm. that, and that's all for SEO optimization. Absolutely. So that search engine optimization so they can come find you. And you know what? You might start saying this. Uh, you might want to add, you know, says, you know, Georgia Smith, <laughs> expert in expert yes. in fill in the blank. Um, exactly. Because it enhances you. So keep this in mind. Absolutely. And thank you. That was perfect because that was one of the other tips. You and I are, see, right on the same wavelength here. Oh, I know. <laughs> Not including your name. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, da we're dangerous. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you. That was perfect because that meta description, as you said, that's also such a, a key place to have those keywords, and it gives you a little more. You have those 160 characters to be able yeah. to work a little bit more of what you want to talk about. So the other aspect of that um, with that is your keywords. And remember, a keyword, it can be a single word or it can be a phrase. But more often, it is going to be a keyword phrase. And the reason for that is it's really important to think from the aspect of if you're going online to search for something, let's say if it was for you know food, if you just type in the word pasta, obviously you're going to get millions yeah. and millions of searches that come up. But if you start narrowing it down and say, like, angel hair pasta, you'll see the list might still be pretty big, but it's going to start getting a little bit smaller. And then if you maybe say, you know, Italian recipes using angel hair pasta, once again, you want to keep thinking of those keyword phrases that's really going to help to narrow down, you know, what you're talking about in particular in this blog post so that when a reader is out there looking for that subject area and they type in those keyword phrases, that's also what's really going to help for your target audience to find you and help you be found in the search engines. 
Yeah, and that's critical. It's it's that it's that just deep diving. So if you put in like Kelly said, pasta, you're going to get a gazillion million responses back. <laughs> but if you put in angelfire pasta, oh, now we're going we're going to still get a million plus. But it, it's less than a gazillion million. And now we put in now we put angel hair pasta using um, uh, a white sauce. Now it comes down even lower. So keep that in mind. We'll be right back. Kelly Johnson's my guest. It's author you your guide to book publishing, and I'm Judith Riles. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Riles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount from the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
Okay, so Kelly Johnson and I, my favorite geek girl and also a fabulous virtual assistant, is uh, we're talking really about SEOs. And one of the things that virtual assistants do is they really do, um, number one, they need to know search engine optimization. They need to get it and they need to understand it. And they need to always be on the prowl for other things that will make their clients slick, click, and tick. So we're going to we're going to reveal a new gadget that Kelly found out which is what I always love to do. <laughs> That's right. We love our cool tools. <laughs> They're always a lot of fun. Um, uh, always so just- always a lot of fun. What we need to do is really bring in cuz I uh, really have you know the the putting the links in the permalinks and also the images. Yes, exactly. So I thought we could go ahead and address a few tips about use for SEO for images and then the permalinks, and then we'll get into some of the cool tools. Got it. So what I wanted to share about the permalinks. Now, the permalink, that's essentially what that means is for your blog post. All it is is it's the URL for your, you know, each specific blog post. So you'll typically see your domain name. So, for example, author you excuse me, authoru.org forward slash, and then it usually would be like the blog post title. Mm -hmm. What I want a lot of you to double check is, once again, using WordPress as the example, sometimes whoever set up your, your website on WordPress, they may have, you know, accidentally left the permalink on the default, and the default is just showing, like, that's where you might see question mark P equals 145, (laughs) because it's just putting in, like, a dummy URL, so to speak, nothing specific. Well, as you can probably tell, nobody's going to type in question mark P equals 145 when they're searching for something. So make sure that your permalink on your site is not on the default, that you have it for, you know, being like specifically a post name or, you know, pages. That will help to bring up the actual blog title in that URL, which mm-hmm. once again is going to help you in the search engine. Yeah, and one of the hints you're going to tell really quickly, because number one, they're long. Yeah, <laughs> they're very exactly. long. And and they will have a gazillion hyphens, too. Like every word is, yes. like I, I wrote one on a whole update on ISBNs, and that uh, it was ISBN 101, and yep. I can't remember the rest of the title I gave it. But there will be an ISBN hyphen 101, hyphen mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So it will go along. So And that you're going to do, now it doesn't mean you can't shorten it and use a shortener exactly um, to do it but you want to lead people to your area okay so that's important okay Kelly one other aspect about permalinks I just wanted to mention is a lot of times um, not that there's necessarily anything wrong with this but a lot of times the person who also designs the site or someone you know when they're looking through they might go ahead and select where the, the like month date and year would be also included in the permalink of your blog post now for some things obviously we realize you know, some topics might be very time sensitive. So in a few cases, it might be good to have a date, month, year in there. But what I recommend is making sure not to list actually the date in the permalink in your URL because pretty much all the content you're writing about, you want it to be more evergreen. And as you've probably realized when you've gone out online and done some searches for topics, you'll kind of skim to see what are, what's more recent. And if you happen to find maybe a blog post that came up in the search that fits what you're looking for, but it's dated, you know, 2011, you might automatically just brush that off saying, oh, it's, it's too old, it goes back too far, when actually the content in that blog post might still be very valid, but because it had that date attached to it when it was first published, 
we tend to think it might be too old and not still relevant. So we don't want people to think that about your blog content. So make sure to go and double check and, and not have dates listed in your permalinks for your blog posts. And there you go. That's critical. Absolutely critical. All right. So what else is um, anything that would tie in? Oh, oh, blog posts, images. You know, images are very fortunate. And also, Kelly, I think we need to do, since we're talking about blogs and searching, let's also talk about how to do the linking within a blog. um, If we're directing anywhere or directing it back to maybe something else you wrote, which is always smart. Absolutely. So I'll go back to, yeah, linking to your own things in just a moment, Mm -hmm. but covering about images. This is a place we tend to not always think because we're, we're so focused, once again, obviously it's a visual punch, and we want to have that. We know more people tend to open either whether it's shared on social media or they're looking at our blog post. It catches people's eye to have a nice image included with your content. But what we don't think about is some of those things we can do on your dashboard to help, once again, with the SEO. One thing in particular, this might sound very minor, but when you actually have your image file name, a lot of times, especially if you took it on your cell phone and then you want to upload that and use it in your blog post, you'll probably see that that image file name looks something like IMG underscore 46981. Once again, it's just a default reference, but make sure to put a keyword or a keyword phrase in the actual name of your image because, believe it or not, that helps to pick up in the search engines and your online presence by having just your keyword or keyword phrase of what that image is about right in the file name before you upload it to display on your blog post. So that's a little tip there. And when you're also, once you've uploaded the image to your blog post, you'll see that fields will show where you can give the the image a a title. Um, It will have something also called alt text, which stands for alternative text. Make sure you fill in both of those fields. So give your image a title. And once again, that keyword, keyword phrase that you put into the file name itself, put that in for the title of the image. The alt text, you can pretty much copy then what you put in for the title into the alt text. And what the alt text means is when you've come across the site and you see that blank box and it has that little red X in the corner and it doesn't actually display the image because maybe there's just a technical glitch occurring, that's where the alt text will actually display in that box where the little red X shows so you can see what the image would at least be about. But the search engines will pick up and at least read that alt text that you have there, too, and go, oh, look at this. There's a keyword in this image that also matches the content of the blog post. So that's just a nice quick little tip about other places you can work those keywords in when you're on the dashboard typing in your blog content. <laughs> okay, so real explain. We do the alt text off of the dashboard? The, the, alt, te- the alt text comes when once you upload at the upload is yeah. finished of that image to oh, the okay. blog content, yeah. you'll see mm-hmm. the fields there for title and alt text, and that's where you want to fill it in and then save so that that's where it will put it in then for the image associated with that blog post. Okay, so that's good to know. And and images are really important, so you've got your links back to yourself also, correct? Yes, and one last thing about images just to mention, um, and I appreciate Judith has shared this, has been a, a tip she's really appreciated too, Since the search engines read like humans from left to right, make sure that the first thing in your blog post is not an image. Give it just like even if it's one sentence or just uh, your first paragraph, put some content in first and then have an image come after that because that just helps a little bit with, once again, your online presence and getting found in the search engine. 
Yeah, and that's a critical thing. I learned that. So you do a full sentence and then drop in your image in underneath it or you go to the right or something. Exactly. And, and of course, that first four sentence should have a key word in it. There you <laughs> go. There you go from our earlier tip. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other, and, oh, so the other critical piece um, that's great that you mentioned too, Judith, that we wanted to share is in your blog post when you're writing them, make sure to also link to other blog posts that you've written on your site. So, for example, Judith, as you were saying, that article you wrote about LCCNs and how do you get one and how do you find it, maybe within that that LCCN blog post you had mentioned something about, um, you know, editing your book, you know, say somehow you had related it. If you had done a blog post, you know, two months ago about, you know, editing your book, highlight the word, you know, book editing in that blog post on LCCN and put the URL to your specific blog post about that book editing in that latest post so that you're, that's how you're linking then to other posts that you've written so people can easily see, oh, look at what she's talking about. And then look, there's a hyperlink right here. I can link over and read more about what she talked about on this topic. So you're getting those in, that's what's called those internal links. You're linking to other things already in your site and making those connections there. Which is a smart thing to do because then then you get clout <laughs> because exactly. there is mentions of views and we're not talking so much about clout as with a K today. That's right. But, <laughs> but those are the things that do count um, um, on that. And then Kelly, what about a signature on a blog? And then we'll jump to something else because I, I you know, I have a very extensive signature at the end of my blogs on the Book yes. Shepherd, which really ties into. Here's a book, like I announced to the group um, since our last since our last show. I actually wrote another book. I mean, we oh, finished a book. Yeah. We're in layout <laughs> called the Crowdfunding Guide for Authors and Writers. Yeah. It's coming. Very exciting. Um, but that it really is. If you if this is if you've got programs going on, if you have yeah. anything, you're going to be appearing somewhere. Exactly. Um, if you have an ongoing program, like I do an annual event, um, Judith Browse Unplugged every August, yeah. that that's in there or linking them to you know you linked back to your other website or whatever. That that all is helpful in Absolutely. gathering clout. And that's another place where I know there's a lot of plugins that would already be for WordPress to have, you know, the social sharing buttons for people to click and, you know, share this blog post out on social media. But as Judith was mentioning, if you have what we're talking about is a resource box at the bottom of all your blog posts where it's sort of just a very brief bio about yourself or you're mentioning a particular event that you have coming up or your, you know, my next book is about to be published, you could also include a couple of your links right there in your resource box to your Pinterest account or, you know, to your YouTube if there's maybe a related video that you want them to link to. So that's another nice way you can do a little internal linking and also you can customize that resource box to highlight whatever particular event or book or item that either relates to that blog post or something that you have coming up very soon and so there you have that all right so we i think we kind of covered we've done a good job in covering blogs so let's jump into some gadgets that's right, and, some gadgets, and, cool tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but what Kelly has said is these are the tips that will get you – well, we're going to jump to gadgets because we, we have our final break coming up. But these are the tips that are going to move you to the attention of, of, of SEO. So you start moving yourself, positioning, and you land on the search. So we'll be right back. It's all for you, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Riles, and Kelly Johnson is with us today again. 
Smith is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, as we come come to the end of another show, not quite an end, but as we come into the last leg here, that we always like to, when Kelly's with us, because she teaches me about my love of gadgets and gizmos, Absolutely. Um, that we're going to jump into a few, and she's discovered a, a new one, so we won't leave without you, you not knowing about it, because it's a great way to see how not only your competition size that, but you, when people are doing the search, where do you show up? Um, if it's it's the first time. So, Kelly, what are some of the goodies that we have today? 
That's right. And of course, being the geek girl, as you know, I geek out over these things too. So the first tool I wanted to share with you, it's called buzzsumo.com. So it's B-U-Z-Z, S as in Sam, U, M as in Mary, O.com. And what I really like about this tool is basically it lets you look at what's working for others in your niche, so to speak. So what you can do is when you come to this site, you'll see there's a field at the top, and you can type in either a domain. So maybe you want to type in the domain of a competitor, or maybe you want to type in your own domain to take a peek at your own things, or you can type in a topic. Um, so, for example, um, with Judith Arias, and she's, you know, one thing would be book publishing, I wanted to use that as an example to let you know if you have more than one word in what you're typing in. So, for example, book publishing, put it in quotes, so that way it knows to look for the phrase book publishing, because if you do not have it in quotes, it will pull up either something that has book in it or something that has publishing in it. But if we use book publishing, type that in, what it does is it will show you a search of, you know, who are the top influencers are? What are the top performing articles? How many social shares have those top performing articles received? So the great thing is another example that they show you on the screen is they did content marketing. And you'll see under there, like the first um, blog post or article that's listed, it's called 10 Words to Cut from Your Writing. It tells you what website it was on. It gives you a link there. It says the author. But then next to that article, it tells you how many Facebook shares, how many LinkedIn shares, Twitter shares, Pinterest shares, and Google Plus shares that particular article received. So that can also help you to see where maybe with that particular topic, is it getting more shares maybe on LinkedIn versus Twitter? So you might want to focus that particular content, in, in this case maybe say a blog that you want to write about. If it's related to that topic, you might want to do more of the posting on LinkedIn because you're seeing that that topic is getting more shares through that social media network versus some of the others. So it's just a great tool to do a little checking. So, I mean, that's a great fun, and, 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 and I – when we were off the air, Kelly was telling me about it. So I put my name in as the book shepherd, not my personal name, <clears throat> but just book shepherd, just but book shepherd, quote, quote, quote. And there's like five spots that come up and I am thrilled to say I own four of them. <laughs> Excellent. We are so excited about that. <laughs> so see, this, this is, is a good... to have, this is the part where you can have some fun doing some of these shares yeah. and working on SEO and, and doing some little searches like this. <laughs> So you do want to do that. You need to do check-in. You want to do it incognito also. Yes. I mean, yes. because I had never been to this site before. They didn't know me. But if I come back again, they're going to know me. So you need to switch that out. Absolutely. Exactly. And another one, since uh, Judith, we were actually talking about how to connect, you know, into those internal links, you know, in your blog content, you know, connect some of the words in a current blog content to a previous post that you had written. There's also, once again, on WordPress, there is a plugin called Recirculate Old Posts, or in this case, it's called Revive Old Posts. I believe they altered the name just a little bit. But basically, what you do is, once again, have your VA or web designer install that plugin, and it shares your previously published posts or articles via your social channels. So you get to schedule the time and the number of posts in some of those Revive Old Posts that you want to do, and you can even include hashtags in there. So it's just another nice way that, once again, on your WordPress dashboard, that can help you in just reviving and recirculating posts that you've written, you know, quite a while ago. And like we were saying, this is all good evergreen content that we, you know, 
just because mm-hmm. you wrote it a long time mm-hmm. ago, it's still very valid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you've mentioned hashtags. You, you know, they're common. Twitter started hashtags. Now everybody uses them. Yes. And one of the things that you might want to do is to claim a hashtag. Make Absolutely. it your own. Like, Absolutely. you know, I own Author You. Um, and use it. So it's short. I mean, I, I, I guess I could go ask the book shepherd and my Twitter handle is my book shepherd. I hope you all follow me there, but for author you, that if I'm running through a series, we will pop up author you, you know, we will run it and pop it up. So we have that very quickly. So, yes, great. And then a couple other uh, cool tools I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to hear about. Believe it or not, another thing that we sometimes forget about related to SEO is your, what they call the site load time. And what that means is if somebody comes onto your site and they're clicking mm. a link, if it mm-hmm. takes a long time for some, either that link to connect or to bring up an image, that's your site load time. And if it takes too long to load, that can affect some of your SEO. And as you know, for your site visitors, if something takes too long to load, they might just give up and say, well, forget it, I'm not going to wait, and they'll go off your site. So it's also critical for keeping site visitors on your site to make sure that anything that needs to load, it does it fairly quickly. Well, mm-hmm. one of the tools I wanted to be sure to share with you, it's called Pingdom. So ping is in when we think of like pinging something. Um, so it's P-I-N as in Nancy, G, D as in dog, O, M as in Mary. Um, the website is a little long, but it's tools.pingdom.com forward slash F is in Frank, P is in Paul, T is in Tom. And what that basically does is you type in the URL and, uh, for your site, and then you click the button that says Test Now, and it will give you a short report about how your site is performing and what may be slowing it down. So it's a nice, helpful tool that, since it kind of lets you know this is my this is the factor that might be causing your site to not load very quickly. So at least you have a starting point that, once again, you can go back to your web designer or your virtual assistant and say, can you look at this? It looks like, is there a way we can help fix this? And here's some suggestions I got from this report. So believe it or not, remember to keep site load time because that can affect your SEO as well. Oh, so, Kelly, why don't we repeat that because it was a long sure. way. So it's exactly. tool. <laughs> it, is it tool or tools? It's tools, plural, so T-O-O-L-S as in Sam, uh-huh. dot pingdom, P as in Paul, I, N as in Nancy, G as in girl, D as in David, O, M as in Mary, dot mm-hmm. com, mm-hmm. forward slash F as in Frank, P as in Paul, T as in Tom. Okay, so that's kind of a good thing to do, and if, I mean, everyone wants everything speedy Gonzalez and fast, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and this is, by the way, now I'm going to come back to what I opened with today on the Google Smackdown. Yes. Uh, um, Smackdown and Slapdown, you know, you you, go. you're going to get a slapdown here, um, that if you don't load fast, you're in deep doo-doo, yes. um, and people don't wait around for things to load up. They're out of there. So, critical to do. All right. Exactly. Okay, and then once again, a couple more tools. Um, I wanted to share, uh, a lot of people have heard of Evernote, and I know that it's probably Mm -hmm. about half and half that I hear people who use it or they're kind of looking into exploring it. But it's basically a a great tool that you can also use to collect ideas for blog posts, articles for your books. What I wanted to just reinforce about Evernote, they do have a free version. Um, You can pay for a version to have a few more features, but the free version does this aspect, so there's no need to upgrade. Yeah, what I really fine. like about 
Exactly. What I really like this part about Evernote is that it's not only just saving content, but you can also save Mm -hmm. pictures in there. But you can search everything in Evernote in your and in that system. So basically, if you've uploaded, um, say you've taken a picture of your whiteboard with a lot of post topics listed, you go ahead and upload that image of that whiteboard with all those topics listed. When you open your Evernote, you can type in a few of those words, and it will search images and the content. So it searches everything in Evernote. So it makes it really easy that you can actually search some of that text in an image through Evernote and make it easier for yourself to find things. <laughs> oh, so, so if you've if you've got too much content in there, instead of scrolling through and saying, where did I put it? Um, exactly. I'm guilty of this. I am so guilty <laughs> of putting it. You can just, a couple of buzzwords, and it'll go do the work for you. Exactly. So Evernote is a great great tool that exactly to save you some time on searching what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. And that's, and I that's like all that content. One. And remember, and when I say searching for, I mean content that you're saving in those files in Evernote for, like I said, collecting ideas for your book or your articles or images. So it makes it very easy for you to find your own content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and one last tool I just quickly wanted to share. This is another new one I just recently found. Um, it's called Hemingway Editor, but the, hmm. the URL is actually HemingwayAppApp.com. So and it's what a double like, M? I'm sorry? Is it a Hemingway, is it with a double M or a single oh, with M? One, with a single M. Okay, so HemingwayAppApp.com. Yes, you've got it. Okay, got it. And basically what this tool does is it just really assesses your own writing to make sure it's clear and easy to understand. So what you do is you just copy and paste a section of your writing into this Hemingway Editor tool. And what it does, it'll do the work for you. And you'll see that once you copy and paste it in and say, you know, go ahead and test or, you know, review, it will tell you in that section that you've copied and pasted how many paragraphs you have, sentences, words, characters. And then what it does is it will highlight certain sentences or areas. So, for example, it'll go through and highlight um, in green, where you're using passive voice. So they, they recommend they highlight passive voice because they want you to use the more active voice and be more you know, direct in that way. They'll okay. highlight something in, in pink if they feel like the word that you're mm-hmm. using could be a little simpler, like maybe you're using a word that's a little too complex. So it's if, a suggestive editor for you, and it'll guide exactly. you to goose mm-hmm. up your writing. Perfect. Kelly, we're out of time. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> Once again, everyone, sign up for the Author You Extravaganza. Go to authoryou.org. Use the code AU2015 to save at least 100 bucks, and you'll save 200 if you get it done before the 31st. Thanks, Kelly. Another great Thank show. You. Thank right. you. I'm Judith Bryles. Yep, we'll be back next week with Joan Stewart, the publicity hound. Take Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of